All right, Shabbos, say good morning. Good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning. Share to thank our Talmud Torah sponsor for the month of Shabbat, Mrs. Salma Wolf, for dedicating all the Sherman Joshua's this month with immense gratitude for the refuas from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the merit of refuah Shlema for all of those in need in the schus of our brave soldiers and the merit Hashem in the schus of the return of each and every one of our hostages. We dedicate all of Masechas Baba Kamo, the Ili Nishmas, Master Sergeant Elio Michal Harush Hashem Yikom Damo, we obtain the merit of our Talmud Torah, His Neshama, Havan Aliyah, and the family in Nechama. We'll say with that, let us begin. So we have a lot to do today. Today's daf is paid Dalit 84. We are picking up the Meretz Hashem on Pei Gimel on the base 83b, kind of like punked in the middle of a, of a sug. You have a Hilo Sikhu Kofer, which is 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12 lines up from the bottom. So we'll say, so if you remember again in yesterday's daf, what we were speaking about, we began the new parak. Baruch Hashem, and we've been speaking about the concept of the five different categories of damages. That if one goes ahead, Reuven goes ahead and damages Shimon, all the different forms of payment in which he is obligated. Now, interestingly enough, right now we're focused on the first category, which we call Nezek, damages. So remember now, the Gemara is working through the process of trying to understand. Now, where do we learn our damages from? So damages, learn that from the phrase, you know, ayin tachas ayin, an eye for an eye. So now we're working through the Gemara trying to understand how do you know that ayin tachas ayin doesn't literally mean an eye for an eye. Maybe it literally means, right, Ruben goes ahead and gets into a fight with Shimon, blinds Shimon's eye. Maybe the halacha is that we literally blind Ruben's eye. How do we know that ayin tachas ayin really is a reference to compensatory damages? So that's what we're working through now. So I kind of left off a little bit mid-thought, the high. Now, does the Pasek do not take payment to go ahead and atone for the soul of the murderer? In other words, that if someone kills someone, you can't, uh, you, you can't go ahead and make amends for that with payment. But rather, again, that's capital punishment. Does that come to teach us that Allah might see pay money? For damaging someone. So the Gemara says, Haimi That Pasik is needed to teach us something else. That if Ruvain kills Shimon, we can't visit a double penalty upon Ruvain. Ultimately, I will say that Pasik actually teaches us that we never visit two punishments upon a person. So if Ruvain kills Shimon, we're not going to kill Ruvain and extract damages from him. But rather, again, if Ruvain kills Shimon, the only punishment, so to speak, he has is a capital punishment. To which the Gemara says, Hi, that concept that you only get one punishment per infraction, hi, we learn that out, Mikdei Rishaso Nafka. Ultimately, again, Sabose actually, the, that Pasuk is talking about by Malkus, that you go ahead and you administer to him so You give him Malchus, you give him lashes in accordance with his his rishos, his his evil, right? His negative act. But we learn out from there that Halach Alamaisa, you own Mishum Risha Achos. Risha Achos you could make him liable in one punishment, the Atamakhaivo Shtevishos, but you can't make a person liable for two punishments. Ayvakatami Bayale. But yet our question still stands. The Kamarachmono. Right, the Torah is coming to teach us that don't remember anymore. So the Pasuk of Lo Sikhu, um, um, I'm sorry, the Pasuk of Lo Sikhu Kofer Lenefesh Rotseach. Do not take a compensatory payment or an atonement payment for someone who kills someone. So the Gemara says, remember, what we're trying to learn out from here is it's only if you kill someone that payment isn't enough. But what can we infer from that? If you injure someone, payment is enough. Payment is enough. So the Gemara says, Ba'akati, mi So still we need that passage for something else. Ba'akati, mi ba'ilei, te'ka'am rachmona, lo sishkol mamon v'siftrei. Right, the Torah is telling us that don't go ahead and think that you could pay money and exempt yourself. In other words, the passage is always coming to teach me a simple idea, which is that if Reuven kills Shimon, don't think that halacha l'maisa Ruvein could pay money and somehow and somehow take care of his liability. If that's the case, let the pasuk just say, "Do not accept the payment for someone who is a rasha." 
and deserves to die. Lenefesh Rotseach Lamali. Why do I need that phrase, Lenefesh Rotseach? Shmami no. We'll say first of the widest lines on the bottom. Shmami no. Lenefesh Rotseach. Iatalokiach Kofer. You cannot take compensatory payments for someone who killed someone. But you can go ahead and take compensatory payment for someone who injured someone even in an irreversible way. Okay, so beautiful. So we'll say, this, that really seems to be the source, the source for this concept that money doesn't work in a capital case, but money will work in other cases is really based on this pasafa of lo sikhu kofer lenefesh rotseach. Do not take an atonement payment for one who kills the other. So we'll say if that's the case, that I can learn from this passage. So remember again yesterday we started with Xerah Shava of Maki Adam Maki Behemo. So then why do I need that Xerah Shava for? Because I'll tell you why. If you learn out from there, have Amina, E boy ain't or nasive, V boy me ain't or nasive. So we'll say it's interesting. I would have thought learning it out from the earlier source. Then maybe when Ruvain injures Shimon, right? Ruvain knocks out Shimon's eye. Maybe Ruvain has a choice. What's his choice? His choice is either give up an eye, right? Or go ahead and pay damages. Maybe he has that choice. Then Rabbi said that Zer Shavas from Make Makram teaches me. That no, no, no. There is no such choice like that. There's no such choice. Ultimately, again, of giving up a limb or giving money. But that's the Xer Shava of Maki Adam Maki Behemoth teaches me that just like by Maki Behemoth, if you injure an animal, ultimately, again, it's compensatory damages. So, too, again, if you injure a person, it's compensatory damages as well. Okay, incredible. Tanya, Rabbi Dostai ben Yehuda Omer, Ayin Tachas, Ayin Mamon. So, Yehuda ben Dostai said that when the Pazik says an eye for an eye, an eye for an eye, of course, does not literally mean an eye for an eye, rather, it means damages. So the Gemara says, Ata Omer Mamono Eno Allah Ayin Mamish. So we're going through this again, so we're going to go through this same conversation actually a number of times, just through the lens of different opinions. So this is Rabbi Dostoy. So how do you know that Ayin Takasayin means Mamon? Maybe it means, maybe it means Ayin Mamish. If Ruvain blinds Shimon, then we blind Ruvain. Hare, so the Gemara says, listen to this, it doesn't work. And so Rabbi Dostoy says, I'll tell you why it doesn't work. Hare, Shahai Se'ino Shalzeh. It's impossible that ayin takasayin is an eye for an eye. Why? What happens if the eyes are not similar? Right? Ruvain has very small eyes and Shimon has very big eyes. So now Ruvain, Ruvain blinded Shimon. So what are you going to do? You're going to blind Ruvain now? But it's not reciprocal. Right? It's not reciprocal. It's not, it's not in kind. It's not right, it's not all like punishment. So that can't be. The chitema, ki hai shakil minei mamona. So we'll say, well, maybe you can say like this. If Ruvain and Shimon have similar eyes, and Ruvain blind Shimon, so you could blind Ruvain. And if for some reason they have dissimilar eyes, in that case, you'll take compensatory damages. So the Gemara says, Torah Amra, Mishpat Echad Yihelochem. The Torah says, there'll be one Mishpat. There's one law. Mishpat Hashabat Lekulchem. We'll say the way it works in halacha is halacha has one punishment for everyone. You're not going to start, right? If you have eyes of a similar size, then we'll blind you for blinding Shimon. But if you have dissimilar eyes, then you'll pay money. It's not the way it works. Mishpat Echad, there's one law for everyone. So the Gemara says, Amri, my kasha. I don't understand why, why there's such a question over here. Dilma, Nahora Shakil Nahora Amrachman, Nishkomine. We'll say, why are you getting hung up on eye size, right? That, that's not really the operative thing over here. What were we focusing on over here? What we should be focusing on over here is sight. In other words, when Ruben blinds Shimon, what is Ruben depriving Shimon of? He's not simply depriving him of an eye. That, that's, not what, that's, not, that's not the damage. The damage is vision. The damage is vision. So say the same way that Ruben deprived Shimon of vision, so the basin will deprive Ruben of vision. I will say in that case, it doesn't matter if they have the same size eyes or different size eyes. Ultimately, again, that could be a fulfillment of ayin tachas ayin. So the Gemara says, because in general, if you don't accept this approach, it was a type of paid dalit, 84a. Listen to this. Katan shaharag es hagadol. The gadol shaharag es hakatan. Hechi katlina So listen to this. What happens if a very short person kills a very tall person? Or a very tall person right, kills a very short person. Well, maybe you can say, look, 
The Torah says nefesh tachas nefesh, right? If somebody kills someone, you take their life. Well, it's not an in life, right? It's not. It's not an in kind, right? Swap over here, right? One light, one guy is tall, one guy is short. Rather, what do you have to say about saying in general? Rather, I will say, what's the logic when we, when we apply death penalty of nefesh tachas nefesh? Reuven killed Shimon, thereby depriving him of life. So the Beisdin will go ahead and execute Reuven, thereby depriving him of life. That's what it means when the Torah says, nefesh tachas nefesh. A life for a life. It's not talking about any of their other physical characteristics being able to be swapped out for one another. Hachanami, so say so to the same thing over in the Bible by the blinding of the eye. Nehora shakil minei, nehora amrachmana nishkol minei. So we'll say that's why that's the havamina. So the havamina is ayin tachas ayin means what? Ayin tachas ayin doesn't really mean an eye for an eye, but ayin tachas ayin ultimately means vision for vision. Nebosina, obviously. We're not passing that way, but this is, this is going through the process of Rabbi Dostoy. You might have thought that Ayin Tachasayin ultimately means vision for vision. Kamash Malam, the Torah tells us, Torah tells, or Chazal tells us, that Ayin Tachasayin means compensatory damages. All right, incredible. So Tanya Idach was another Braisa. We'll say first of the shortest lines on top. So Tanya Idach, another Braisa. Rabbi Shimon by Yochai Omer. Rashbi. Rabbi Shimon by Yochai says the following. So Ayin Tachasayin Mamon. When the Torah says an eye for an eye, eye for an eye means compensatory damages. You say money, but maybe it means an actual eye. So here's the problem. So listen to this. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with saying that ayin tachasayin literally means an eye for an eye. What happens if Reuben blinded Shimon, right? But Reuben's blind. Reuven's blind, so what are you going to do? Or, or Reuven chopped off, uh, you know, Shimon's hand, and Reuven himself is missing his hand. Right? How are you going to apply these damages, these punishments, when Reuven himself doesn't have the ability to do so, or, or doesn't, or lacks, lacks the, uh, right, Reuven's situation is such that Basin can't visit the reciprocal punishment upon him. So the Gemara says, Torah says the punishment has to be a uniform punishment. So therefore, I will say it must be. It must be that therefore, means mamon. It has to be mamon. Because right? if it's not mamon, if it's not money, and it's literally an eye for an eye, that would mean that there are cases where you could not administer the punishment, and that doesn't make sense because the Torah itself says mishpat echad. Right? One punishment, uniform for everyone. Someone says, I don't understand, it's not such a big deal. Amri, umay kushya, dilma hecha de efshar efshar, hecha de lo efshar, lo efshar. So upatrina le, what's that? The Gemara says, maybe, maybe the halacha is like this. Maybe ayin tachasayin really does mean what? An eye for an eye. And what does it mean an eye for an eye? When you can. When you can. Right? But what happens if you can't? What happens if you can't? You can't. You can't. Uh, so we'll say, it's, it's, such a, it's such a profound Gemara. What the Gemara is saying is, in life, there is nothing that is 100%. So again, even, even the halachas, so you can say, look, so Torah says you have to give an eye for an eye. Eye, so what happens if Reuben blinded Shimon and Reuben's blind, so there's no eye for an eye? Okay, well, what, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Maybe, maybe that's the halacha, but in a case, obviously, where you can't apply it, you can't apply it. Because you all say, if you don't say this, so listen to this. We'll say you could have a case this. For example, a person who is a trefa. Remember again, what's a trefa? A person who is a trefa has a condition or a situation from which he is going to imminently die. Let's say Ruvain kills Shimon and Ruvain is a trefa. But say, interestingly enough, in that case, Bezdin doesn't execute Ruvain. Why? Why? Ruvain is, you know, dead man walking, right? Ruvain is considered to be halachically dead already since he has a situation that ultimately, again, is going to result in his demise. So, Moses, so what do you say? So you can have a case of nefesh tachas nefesh, right? Ruvain kills Shimon, and yet you can't administer a death penalty to Ruvain. El hecha de afshar afshar, hecha de lo afshar, lo afshar, Maybe you could say, similar as, you must trying to suggest Rabbi Shomayochai saying, 
can't mean an eye for an eye. It has to mean money. Why? Because if it means an eye for an eye, there are going to be cases where you can't claim the assailant's eye. For example, Ruvain's blind. Ruvain's blind. So therefore, it must mean money. Tushikmar says, or not, or maybe it means eye for an eye. And just if you can't take the eye because the guy's blind already, you can't do it. What, 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 what are you going to do? Tushikmar says, the Beit HaBishmol Tana, Amar Krav, so the Beit HaBishmol Tana, the Pasuk says as follows, Kain Yinosing Bo. So I will say, so the Pasuk that the one is quoting over here is, Shever Tacha Shever, Ayin Tacha Sayin, Shein Tacha Shein. So literally again, a broken bone for a broken bone, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, Kasher yitain mum ba'adam kain yinasein bo. Literally, I'm going to say, the injury that you visit upon another person will be visited upon you. That's the Lashon of the Pasik. So the Gemara says, kain yinasein bo. nesina elamalon. I will say that generally, the Lashon of nasa, nesina, giving, that's usually a reference to money. Right? Usually a reference to money. So you see over here that what kain yinasein bo means compensatory damages. So the Lord says, that's the case, both sides the Pasuk says, the Lord says, are you to interpret, means someone's giving money to someone else? The truth is, is an extra Pasuk that has to be Darshan. What's the extra Pasuk? Let's analyze the Pasuk says, Kasher asin kasher asa kenye ase bo. Well, say the pasuk says if you'll injure someone, right? Ultimately, as you did to someone else, they'll do unto you. Kain yinasin bo lamali. Well, say what do I need that phrase? So shall be done to me, right? What do I need that phrase? Shmami na mamon. Well, say it comes to teach me ultimately that it's compensatory damages. Kasher yitin mum baadam lamali. Why do I need that entire phrase? Kasher yitin mum baadam. I did the boy Michtav Kain Yinasin Bo, Kasav Nami Kashar Yitin Mumbadam. Okay, so both sides are answers. That's really just a bit ultimately of textual symmetry. Since it said Kain Yinasin Bo, it also said Kashar Yitin Mumbadam. Fine. Tibet Rabbi Chiyatana, so I'll say Tibet Rabbi Chiyatana, so I just want to point out no, no, one is, no one is disagreeing over here. It's just multiple expositions of different psukim. So really very interesting. So the Vera Vichyatar, in Shiva Vichyatar, they taught the following. Amrkar, the Pasuk says, Yad biyad. Pasuk says, ultimately again, Yad biyad. So the Gemara, Losachos, Inchan Nefesh, Benefesh, Ayin Ba'ayin, Shein, B'Shein, Yad biyad, Reged Barado. So what does it mean, Yad biyad, a hand for a hand? So Davra Hanitin, Miyad Liyad. It's talking about something that can be handed from one hand to the other. What's handed from one hand to the other? Mainihu, mamon, money. So the Gemara says, El meata, regal beregal, hacha, regal beregal, nami, hachi, hu, amri. So I'll say, so what does it mean when it says regal beregal? So what is that talking about? So the Gemara says, Amri de berebichia, kra yisira kadarshi. So this is their dashing in the extra pasik. What's the extra pasik? Mechdik siv. The pasik says, Vasisim lo kasha, zalom li asos li achiv. You shall do to him as he conspired to do to his brother. If you understood that literally again, it's understood literally. Then, why do I need that phrase, Yad Biyad, a hand for a hand? So, also, therefore, it comes to teach me what does Yad Biyad come to teach me? Something that is handed from one hand to the other. And what is that? That's money. Okay, regal beregal lamli. What do I need the phrase regal beregal? I need the chsiv yad biyad chsiv nami beregal beregal. Okay, textual symmetry. Once it said a hand for a hand, it also said a foot for a foot. Abai Amr Abai says asyo mi asyo asyo mi detani de bechizkia detani de bechizkia. What do they teach in the yeshiva of chizkia? Ayin tachas ayin nefesh tachas nefesh. So we'll say positive eye for an eye, soul for a soul. Below nefesh va'ayin tachas ayin. Interesting. So a little bit of a different drasha now. It teaches me how we do not claim a life and an eye for an eye. Rather, as I will say, that if Ruvain blinds Shimon, there can't be dual liability of both capital liability 
and financial liability. And if you understand that ultimately, again, ayin takasayin literally means a life for us. So, so literally, we'll take your eye. Take your eye for an eye. So the Gemara says, Zimnin de mishkachas la ayin v'nefesh takasayin. So I will say, if ayin takasayin would literally mean an eye for an eye, then it could be that sometimes if Ruvain goes ahead and blinds Shimon, and we end up blinding Ruvain, it could be that in the process of blinding Ruvain, he dies. He dies as a result of whatever, as a result of the trauma, as a result of the pain, as a result of the procedure, in which case it could turn out that Ruven get, is getting a double punishment of ayin and nefesh, loss of an ayin, loss of a life, for one injury visited upon Shimon. So the Gemara says, because sometimes in the process of blinding Ruven as punishment for blinding Shimon, ultimately Ruven dies. Ruven dies. Oh my kosher, so why is this, what's the, what's the question? Dilma meimad abdinale. So we'll say, no, 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 it could very well be that before we blind Ruvain, what do we do? What do we do? We send them for a physical. I will say in general, Beisdin does this, before visiting any physical punishment upon a person, yeah. there was a court physician, and the court <laughs> physician decided, what, right, this is going to be it's that again, if a person was liable to lashes, so if court physician would give him the physical and say, okay, this guy could handle uh, 39 lashes, the maximum, or he could handle 13 lashes. You know what, they, they would assess him. So maybe before we go ahead and we blind Ruvain, the court physician has a look at him and decides what he can handle or what he can't. So the Gemara If he's able to handle the blinding, then we'll blind him. If he's unable to handle the blinding, then we won't blind him. If the court assesses that he is capable of, of surviving the blinding process, and what happens? But he ends up dying. In other words, we'll say sometimes again, it could either be that the doctor was wrong, or it could just be that he just had some unanticipated reaction. If that's the case, if he dies, he dies. We're not at the risk of sounding indifferent, right? But if, 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 he, if he dies, he dies. So the Gemara says, Me lotan, did we not learn? Gabi Malkus. Well, so we have a parallel case by Malkus. Listen to this. Amduhu, So we'll say, let's say that the court physician assessed Ruvain and assessed him that he could handle, you know, whatever it is, 25 Malkus, 25 lashes. And what happens? Umez takasido, and he died during the administering of those lashes. Pater, let's both say, so, so this, this, this is an important, important you saw in general, right? That even, right, that, that, that as advanced as medicine may be, there are no guarantees for anything. So that's always been true. That's true. That was true in times of the Gemara. It's true now. There's not a guarantee for anything. So therefore, we see this concept that as long as there was a responsible evaluation of the person, if he ended up dying, he died. To which the Gemara says... Rav Zavid, so the Gemara says, Rav Zavid, Mishid, Rav Amakra, so we'll say fine. So therefore, we're just, again, we're just going through each of these expositions, each of these drushes, and I will say at the end of the day, what, again, so this happened, so the Bechizkiah happened to be a little bit different than the ones before, because everyone before was really still focused on this whole idea that Ayin Tachasayin means compensatory damages. The Bechizkiah is a little bit different. The Bechizkiah is saying Ayin Tachasayin means an eye for an eye, but not an eye and a life for an eye. Okay. So the Gemara says, Gemara goes weiter. So the Gemara says, Rav Zavid Mishmei de Rabba Amar. Rav Zavid, name of Rabba, said as follows. So the Gemara says, Amar Kral, the Pasuk says, Petsa tachas Petsa. So we'll say literally again, an injury, a Petsa is an injury, is an injury. Right? So again, an injury for an injury. Litain Tsar B'makom Nezek. So this is actually interesting. So now we're kind of varying the drushes a little bit. This comes to teach, I will say, that one is obligated for pain, for tsar, even when one is paying damages. So we'll say, this goes back to our Mishnah. So remember again, there's Nezek, there's Nezek, right? Remember again, Nezek is, what's, what's the definition of Nezek? Nezek is, right, Ruvain blinds Shimon. We look at how much Shimon would have been if sold as a slave with an eye and then without an eye. The difference between those two values ultimately is Nezek, but then there's also Tsar. So again, we're actually going to talk about Tsar and Amad which right now we're not going to get into a definition, but again, Tsar means pain and suffering. Pain and suffering. So this is interesting. So therefore, again, debate, uh, sort of Zavid, saying the Rabba, that Petsa Tachas Patsa, ultimately, again, teaches me that one is obligated for Tsar, 
a payment for pain and suffering, even though one is already paying damages. Because if the Pasuk is to be understood literally that if Ruvain injures Shimon, we injure Ruvain back, then ultimately what we should say is the same way that when Ruvain went ahead and, when Ruvain went ahead and damaged Shimon, there's Sar. So, so Ruvain should have Sar. Oh my gosh, yeah, I don't understand why that would be a well, I don't understand what the question is. Dilma, Ika inish to mefanik is late Sarah Tfei, the Ika inish to lo mefanik, less late Sarah. So I say, so ultimately, again, but here's the problem. The problem just is people have different pain thresholds. So maybe, again, for one person, something is very painful, and for another person, it's fine. To which the Gemara says, Nafkamina, Lemes, Vilea, Hech, the Beni, Beni. So it says, so maybe, again, if somehow you attach a financial value to that, that financial value ultimately, again, is assigned to the victim. Okay. Rapab, Mishweh, the Rafa, Amar, Amar, Krav, the Pasik says, Verapo, Yirape. The Pasik says, literally, again, Verapo, Yirape. Literally, it was a Verapo, Yirape is. The way we translate in English is like, he shall surely heal, like the double lasha, but really like, like actually translated verapo, he will heal, yirape, he will be healed, or he will heal. So the Gemara says, litin nazak, that comes to teach Yavosite, that when Ruvain damages Shimon, not only is Ruvain chayiv in damages, but Ruvain is also chayiv in ripui, in doctor bills, doctor bills, medical bills. So the Gemara says, mamish, now, if you understood that ultimately, again, ayin tachasayin means actual eye for an eye, so we should say, kihechi dahai bai asye, just like this one needs healing, i.e. shimen, the injured party needs healing, so so to hainami bai asye, so so to say we should injure shimen, right, injure Ruben, excuse me, the perpetrator, and he should also require high, she also require healing, to which the Gemara says, my koshia, Dilma ika de salik bisrahai, vi ika dilo salik bisrahai. We'll say people are different in that regard. Some people heal faster, some people heal slower. Lamai nafkinina. We'll say, so what difference would this make? Lamaisav lay hech de beni ubeni. So we'll say, could very well be that that differential is somehow translated into money and ultimately again assigned to the victim. We'll say, first of the widest lines, Ravashi Yom Ravashi says, Asya, Asya tachas tachas mishar. We'll say, so Ravashi says, we make Xer Shava ultimately again have Tachas Tachas from Shar. Ksifach, it says over here, Ayin Tachas Ayin, says over here an eye for an eye, Uksif Hasam Shalim Yishalim Shar, Tachas Hashar. Okay, now, now it seems like we're getting somewhere. So, we'll say, so then the Pasuk also says, You shall pay an ox for an ox. So, we'll say, so what's the ox for an ox? I go ahead and I damage Ruben's ox. Ultimately, again, I have to give him a new ox or whatever. Take, take care. Give him, a, give him a new, we'll call it a new ox. So the Mamon, just like Tachas by Behema is referring to compensatory damages. So, so to over here, Ayin Tachas Ayin is also referring to compensatory damages. I, the Gimar says, my chazis, I don't understand. My chazis, the Yalf is Tachas Tachas Mishar, Nelith Tachas Tachas Mi Adam. Why learn out Tachas, why learn out Xer Shavav Tachas Tachas from Shar? Learn out tachas tachas from Adam. What's the tachas tachas from Adam? Vinasata nefesh tachas nefesh. Malahalon mamish, afkan mamish. And I will say, just like nefesh tachas nefesh, is will say, represents capital punishment. Capital punishment. So, so to maybe, ayin tachas ayin means what? Literally, an eye for an eye. In other words, we'll say, so here's what's interesting about this, is that we have. We have two different possibilities. The Gemara wanted to suggest over here, or I should say, Ravashi wanted to suggest over here, that the Gzir Shavav Tachas Tachas. There's Ayin Tachas Ayin, Shar Tachas Shar. Just like everyone agrees that Shar Tachas Shar. Right? If I go ahead and I kill Ruven Shar, I have to give him a new Shar. It means compensatory damages. So to Ayin Tachas Ayin, it means compensatory damages. Maybe not. Says, there's another tachas, I, nefesh tachas nefesh. Just like nefesh tachas nefesh means a life for a life, literally, capital punishment. So, so too, maybe ayin tachas ayin literally means an eye for an eye. To which the Gemara says, Ma'alalan mamash afkan mamash amri donin ezikim in ezikim, vein donin ezikim mimisa. The Bible said, because we'd rather, we'd rather go ahead and extrapolate damage cases from damage cases and not damage cases from capital cases. Meaning what? So we'll say, ayin tachas ayin, and shar tachas shar 
are both damages, as opposed to nefesh tachas nefesh, which is capital. It's a capital case. So we'd rather go ahead and learn out mezikin from mezikin, and ultimately, again, not from the fashas, not from capital cases. Adraba, I can say just the opposite. Donin adam e adam ve'in donin adam e behema. Here's the difference. Ayin tachasayin e nefesh tachas nefesh above talking about things done to other people. Shar tachashar is about animals. So maybe I'm better off making the gzir shava ultimately again from other psukim dealing with people and not from animals. To which the word says, Ela amravashi mitachas asher ina yalifla. Yalifle. Adam, ad, Adam, Adam, Unazikin, Minazikin. So, as I said, ultimately, again, you can learn it out from Tachas Asher Ina. So, as I said, remember again, the Pasuk over here is talking about, is talking about if a man violates a Nara. If a man violates a Nara, so the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says, Tachas Asher Ina. Because he has afflicted her, he's violated her. Therefore, again, there's compensatory damages that he is obligated to go ahead and pay it to her. Now, what's the beauty of that Pasuk? so to speak, the beauty of that Pasuk is it's a tachas by Adam and, and it's by damages and it's by Nezikin. So the Gemara says, you're right. Essentially, what the Gemara says is we can make a Zereshava of Ayin Tachas Ayin and we can say, just like it's Ayin Tachas Ayin and Tachas Asher Ina because he afflicted her, he violated her. Just like Tachas, ultimately, again, by affliction, by the violation, is talking about compensatory damages, so too, excuse me, so too, Ayin Tachasayin is talking about compensatory damages as well. Beautiful. Zimar goes weiter. Tanya, Rabbi Lazar Omer, Ayin Tachasayin Mamish. Okay, so now this is interesting. Rabbi Lazar comes along and he, say, he seems to disagree with everything we stated up until now. Ayin Tachasayin is literal. Literal. Ruvain blinds Shimon, the basin will blind Ruvain. So the Gemara says, really? So the Gemara says, Mamish Takadaitcha, Rebel, so Mamish Takadaitcha, really? It's Ayin Takasan, it's literally an eye for an eye. So the Gemara says, Lesley Kechol Kechol Hani Tanoi. So I will say, this was a very long Ahmed. You're telling me again, Rebel Lazar didn't, didn't learn any of it, like he didn't pay attention to any of this, where again, everyone is saying that Ayin Takasan is compensatory damages. Then now he's coming along and saying, no, Ayin Takasan means literally an eye for an eye. This is fascinating. Rather, what it means is like this. We don't evaluate, we don't evaluate the damaged party like an Eved. Ultimately, again, like a slave. Now, remember again, let's go back for just a second. If you go with the idea that which is what everybody's saying, that Ayin Tachasayin means compensatory damages, once again, how do you assess damages? Nezek. How do you assess Nezek? Right? We look at Shimon, if he was being sold as a slave, we look at him as if he was fully intact, right? Both eyes. How much would he, how much would he command on the market? And then again, we, we assess him and his valuation if he was a slave, if he lost an eye. As a one-eyed slave, a one-eyed slave, what would he fetch? And, and that will say, and the difference between those two amounts, that's Nezek. Rebbe Lazar apparently takes issue with that form of valuation. That's what he's bothered by. Don't evaluate him as an Eved. Ultimately, so I don't say, if we don't evaluate him as an Eved, so ultimately, again, how do we evaluate him? To which the Gemara says, You should evaluate him as a free man. But said, this is an incredible Gemara. Does a free man have a value? They both say, so this, let's explain what the Gemara is saying, and then let's explain what the Gemara is saying. Right? What, what, what the Gemara is saying is like this on a very simple level. We'll say, the only way you could assess the value of a person, right? The subjective value of a person, all right, is ultimately, again, what they would command as a commodity. That, 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 that's it. That's it. So, a quote unquote, the Ben Horin cannot be evaluated as a commodity. Only an Eved could be evaluated as a commodity. So, that's what the Gemara means when it says that ultimately, again, a Ben Horin doesn't have a value. An Eved does have a value. So I will say, if you think about this, however, like on a, on a deeper hashkafic level, I will say, it's such a profound statement. Only an Eved, only someone who commits himself to a master, only someone who commits himself to something bigger than himself, only someone who commits himself to a life of work, to a life of servitude, a person like that has a value. A person who's a Ben Chorin, 
I don't answer to no one. I'm responsible for nothing. I don't have responsibility. Ben Chorin means you, you, you don't have any responsibility. So I'm not responsible for what I do accomplish, what I don't accomplish. I don't bear responsibility for how my life turns out, how my life doesn't turn out. Right? Some, this happens, that happens, whichever the way the wind blows. You're Ben Chorin and you're responsible for nothing, for your own life, for your own self-actualization. You're responsible to no one, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to community, to Kalal Yisrael. You have no value. You have no value. Only an Evid, I will say. Only someone who is committed to a master. Only someone who is committed to hard work. Only someone who is committed to something bigger than himself, because that's what an Evid is. Person like that has value. Ben Chobrin, person who has no responsibility to anyone else, no responsibility to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to a master. Such a person like that has absolutely no value in this world. Such an incredible yusod. In any event, the Gemara says, so Rabbi Lazar, I understand that you do not like, that you do not like the valuation ultimately as an event, okay? But I will say, there is no other valuation model that exists. To which the Gemara says, to which the Gemara says, uh, I'm sorry. So I will say this is actually interesting. Rather, what it means is like this. When va- this is an interesting model of, of, of Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar says, essentially, Now, means, what I say is, when we take the valuation, we don't take the valuation of the damaged party. Rather, we take the valuation of who? the damager, the perpetrator. So I will say, so, we'll va- so in other words, up until now, everyone's saying is, when Ruben blinds Shimon, so essentially what we do is we look at Shimon if he was being sold as an Evid with both eyes, then we look at the value of Shimon if he was sold as an Evid with one eye, and then ultimately the difference, that's damages. Rabbi Lazar says, it's not right, it's not appropriate, it's not Bakavadik to evaluate Shimon as an Evid. So who will we do it to? We'll do it to Ruben, the damager. Ruben, the damager, well, says that, and I will say it now, interestingly enough, so again, Rabbi Lozer's feeling about that is that, that that spares the dignity of the damaged party of having to be assessed as an Evid. As an Evid, okay. So we'll say, so that, that's Rabbi Lozer. I will say, there's a story over here, incredible story. There was a story of a donkey that bit off the hand of a child. So the case came before Rav Papa, Rav Papa Shmuel, Okay, all right, go pay, go pay the child, it really, really means go pay the father of the child, right, four different categories of damages. Rav said, one second, four categories, but we have five categories of damages. So Rav Papa says, yeah, again, when Rav Papa said four, Rav Papa sent the, meant the additional four. In other words, obviously, you pay Nezek, you pay damages. He meant the supplemental four buckets of damages. Amrle Abaye, Abaye said, one second. Now we'll say, now here's the problem. Here's the problem, here's the problem with Rav Papa's ruling. Remember, Abu say, the five categories of damages, when do they apply? When do they apply? One person is damaging another person. That's the, that's the five categories of damages. If let's say my animal damages someone else, I will say all there is is nezek. All there are is just straight out damages. So Abai, so so, so Rabbi says, Rabbi says to Papa, why why would the owner of the donkey be liable ultimately again to five categories of damages? Just be chayif to nezek. To which the Gemara says, to which the Gemara says. Um, so the Gemara says, so you're right, so Papa says, you're right, didn't realize it was a donkey, good, yes, only, only Chayef to pay Nezek, only Chayef to pay that one category of damages. So the Gemara says, so ultimately, again, so once again, Rava says to Papa, so in order to do this, we need to have the kid, we need to have the child evaluated as an Eved, right, an Eved with a hand, an Eved without a hand. Papa said, yeah, Go and have the child, go and have the child assessed as if he was an Evid. So let's listen to this. <laughs> so this is an incredible story. So the father, the father of the child said, you know what? I don't want my son evaluated as an Evid. I don't want him evaluated as an Evid. Right? That, that's, that's not what I want. So the Gemara says, Amrlei, Amrlei. So he said to the father, Vaha, Kamachavelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelel
If we can't assess damages, then your son is losing out. You're depriving your son of money. Father said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. When my son gets older, ultimately, again, I will go ahead and give him of my property. I'll give him of my property, right? I'll give him my property. I'll give him my property. So in other words, the father said, I'll pay him. I'll, I'll put something away in his trust fund. Right? I'll give him money when he gets up, but I don't want him evaluated as an event. So I will say, incredible story, incredible story. I will say, look, look at the two extra. Why doesn't the father want his son? Why doesn't the father want his son evaluated as an event? I will say, one of the most important things that we do as parents, one of the most important things that we have to do as parents is to remind our children that they could be anything. Right? Even, even if we know, you know, as parents, sometimes you see the limitations of your child and it's tempting to kind of go ahead and already begin to tell your kid, you could do this, you can't do this, you could be this, you can't do this. The job of a parent is to instill within a child a feeling that you could fly. You could fly. You could soar. You could be anything and everything you put your mind to if you're willing to put in the work, if you're willing to put in the effort. And sometimes you see this, that parents unwittingly go ahead and create glass ceilings for their kids, right? You're good at this, you're not good at this, you're successful at this. You're... And while the parent might be right, while the parent might be right, worst thing a parent could ever do is stymie a child's growth. The sacred task of a parent is to instill within their child the idea that you could be anything and everything if you choose to apply yourself. So I will say something so beautiful happening over here. The father says to the Beisdin, I don't want my kid ever thinking that they're an Eved. Sirevos, as much as we just extolled the Eved, right, in the previous Kimara, right, ultimately there's a danger in an Eved, right? An Eved has limited options, right? An Eved ultimately, again, is not in control of his own life. An Eved is not the master of his own destiny. So this father says to the Beisdin, thank you, I appreciate it. I don't ever want my kid, I don't want, I don't want the seed planted in his head that he's an Evan. Because if that seed of limitation, of personalistic limitation, is planted in his head, there is no telling, Rahman al-Islam, how it could germinate and what it could become. So I will say, so two different Gemaras, right? In the previous Gemara, we learned that ultimately, again, the only value in life is the value of being an Evan of being committed to something. Because what does it mean, Abdus? What does Abdus mean in that sense? That's positive Abdus. That's the type of Abdus that says, you are part of something bigger than yourself. You don't just serve yourself. How many people go through life just serving themselves? You don't just serve yourself. You're committed to a master, to a Kuntaraku. You're committed to a cloud, to a nation. You're committed to something so much bigger than yourself. If you are an Abed, then your life has value. But if you're a Ben Chorin, if it's all about you and you're just in it for you, zero. You have no value. That's the positive aspect of Avdus. But there's a dark side of Avdus also. What's the dark side of Avdus? I'm not responsible for my life. The dark side of Avdus ultimately again is I'm not responsible for how things turn out. The dark side of Avdus is it's always someone else's fault. Always someone else's responsibility. Oh, the buck of my life? That stops with my master. Eved, glass ceiling. Eved, I can't accomplish all that much. Eved, what do you want from me? I'm just an Eved. That's the dark side of Avdus. And the father of this young child says, you know what? I don't want that ideology anywhere near my kid. The damager could keep his money. He'll keep his money. I'll, I'll, I'll figure out how to get my kid the money when he gets a little bit older, but never will I allow any seed, any sampling of Avdus to be planted within the personalistic psyche of my child. Incredible, incredible. The mother goes back to There was an ox that bit off the hand of a kid, of a child. So the case came before Rava. So again, you have to assess, you have to assess the child like an Eved. Okay, so now this is really interesting. So now, Right. Not, not a new sugya, but, but, a, but a, new, a new piece of information. So it was a so same, same essential case, right? Reuven has an ox. Reuven's ox bites off, bites off the hand of Shimon's kid. 
So now what happens? This is taking place in Babel. So remember again, now they have to assess damages. So how do you assess damages? We look at Shimon's kid. How much could he have been sold as an Ebed if he had both hands? How much would he be sold as an Ebed with one hand? Okay. So now, says, so now, I, so now they said, they said to Rava, We're going to see now that in Babel, they didn't adjudicate all cases. And in fact, the rule was that in Babel, anything that needed evaluation like an Ebed, they would not. They would not do in Babel. So Amaluhu lo svicha the toughest. You're right. We're not going to adjudicate it, but we're not going to rule. But we do have to get evaluation because as much as basin in Babel is not going to rule in this kind of case. If Ruvain, if Ruvain, right? If, if I'm sorry. If Shimon, the victim's father, were to seize property from Ruvain in satisfaction of the debt. So Shimon technically is allowed to do so. If he would do that, we would not extract it. So we do have to make sure that the amount of property extracted is in fact a just amount of property. So we'll say, let's talk about this thing in Beisdin over here, in Babel. So Niske Shar Bishar, Niske Shar Ba'atam Sobabamal. So we'll say, listen to this. So Rabba said, if you go ahead and you have damages, one short damage is another, or ultimately, again, a short damage is a person, we collect those type of damages in Babel. Niske Adam Ba'adam and Niske Adam Ashar, I will say, ultimately, if a person injures another person, or a person injures a Shar, Ain Govanos over Babel. We don't collect those in Babel. Now, what, why not? Maishna Niske Adam Ba'adam, Niske Adam Bashar Dalo. But say, why won't we collect damages when people damage each other? Or ultimately, again, a person damages a Shar. We're going to see in certain types of damages, you need Elohim. What does Elohim mean? You need expert judges who have smicha. And in Bavel, in Bavel, they did not have smicha. Right? In Eretz, the only place they had real smicha was in Eretz Yisrael. It was in Eretz Yisrael. So, Niske Shar Bashar. Niske Shar Bashar. Bashar Ba'adam Nami. Elohim Ba'inar. But say, one second. I don't understand. I need expert judges. Even in damages of Shar against Shar and Shar against Adam, Amid Beis, Baleka. So I don't think you need expert judges in all of these cases. So I don't understand why you're distinguishing. So why is it in Babel? Why is it in Babel ultimately again that you could adjudicate cases of Shar Bashar and Shar Ba'adam? Because most of listen to this. Because in these cases of shar b'shar, right, damage of ox against an ox, or shar ba'adam, shar against man, ultimately, again, in Bavel, in Bavel, we let them adjudicate it. Why do we let them adjudicate it? I will say, why? Because they are considered to be the shluchim, the emissaries of the court in Eretz Yisrael. It's interesting. In those cases, the, the judges in Bavel are not acting on their own authority, Rather, they are considered to be the emissaries, ultimately, again, of the based in, in Eretz Yisrael. Because the Bible says it's no different than cases of Hodas and Halvos. Hodas and Halvos means someone comes into based in, either with witnesses that Reuven admitted that he owes Shimon $1,000, or Halvos are any cases related to, related to loans. The Bible says you have to adjudicate those cases, even in Babel. Why? Because if you don't adjudicate those cases, then it's going to bring the loan market to a screeching halt. Right? In order to have a loan market, which you need for commerce purposes, you have to be able to adjudicate those cases in Babel. So the Gemara says, Adam ba'adam ba'adam b'shar nami shlichu sa'ikadinon. So we'll say, so why don't we just apply this to all cases? And why don't we say that the case of Adam ba'adam adam b'shar, let them adjudicate it in Babel, not because they are equipped per se to adjudicate it in Babel, but rather why? Because they're acting as the agents of the based in Eretz Yisrael, Here's really what it comes down to. When do we allow the Beisdin in Babel to act as the agents, as the emissaries, as the shluchim of Eretz Yisrael? When we're talking about monetary payments that are fixed. But any monetary payments that ultimately require valuations... So valuations of Osai is a bit more of, a, of an intricate process. So because of that, the Beisdin in Babel does not get involved in that. Only the Beisdin in Eretz Yisrael gets involved in that. To which the Gemara says, Amri, Shar Bishar, Bishar Ba'adam Nami, Lo Kimli Begamei. But I don't say that, Bosai. In cases of where one ox damages another ox, or an ox damages a person on Bosai, 
Those are not fixed amounts. In other words, they're your acquired valuations as well. Se'ela puk chazi hecha mizdab nitura b'shuka. Rather, I both say, no, it's a little bit easier. Why? Because ultimately, again, when it comes to a shar, you can look how much is a shar sold for in the marketplace. In other words, it's not really a valuation. It's readily available information. Adam ba'adam ba'adam b'shar puk chazi hecha mizdab ni'avda b'shuka. So let's say, why can't I say the same thing? A person damages a person, a person damages a shar. Once again, let's go and see how much is an Ebed sold for in the Shuk. In other words, I would say, these, these amounts are readily attainable. Va'od, furthermore, Tashlum Kefel, Tashlum Arba Vechamisha, Dikitsi, Na'avich Lichusayu. I will say, but furthermore, let's say Kefel or Arba Vechamisha, which are fixed amounts, why not adjudicate those cases in Babel? Amri, so the Gemara says, you're right. You're right, let's reform this a little bit, Rabbi Osai. So we'll say, just, here's what we know. What we know is that in Babel, in Babel, they did not, they were not able to satisfy the criteria of Elohim, of expert judges with smicha. So how did they adjudicate cases in Babel? Essentially by acting as the long arm of the law for the based in, in Eretz Yisrael. They essentially, that's how it worked, right? The based in the Babel were considered to be the shluchim. So now, which cases do they adjudicate? Which cases don't they adjudicate? So here it is. So the Gemara says, Amri, Here it is, When does the Beisdin in Babel adjudicate cases? Only cases of Mamon. Monetary payments. When does the Beisdin not get involved? Knas. No Knas. So the Gemara says, now, now let's begin to plug this in. Adam ba'adam dimamonu hu navish lichusayu. So we'll say in cases where one person damages another person, so ultimately, again, that's mamon, that's when the Beisdin will go ahead and Beisdin and Babel will, will get involved. Ki avdinish lichusayu, ki avdinish lichusayu. So sorry, Adam ba'adam dimamonu navish lichusayu. So we'll say, so let the Beisdin and Babel adjudicate a case of Adam ba'adam, right? That's mamon. Let them be a shliach. Watch this. Ki avdinish lichusayu b'milsa d'shichicha. So we'll say this is fascinating. When does the basin get involved? Get involved in common cases. Adam ba Adam delo shchicha lo avdin shlichusayu. So I will say Adam ba Adam, which apparently is not a common case. Basin does not get involved. So I will say, let's pause here for just a second. So we'll say, so here's what's happening, right? In Babel, they do not have dayanam and smicha. So because of that, they can't adjudicate just any and every case. So how does it work in Babel? They are considered to be the shluchim, the emissaries of the Beisdin in Eretz Yisrael. So both say, what do they get involved in? What don't they get involved in? So let's first of all, number one, what they don't get involved in is knas. Any type of penalty payments, they're not involved in. Only mamon. Only mamon. So they both say, but only, but not every kind of mamon. Only what kind of mamon? Common mamon. Interesting. Only common mamon cases will the based in, in Babel get involved in, but quote unquote uncommon, which I both say is fascinating. Apparently, what's the example of uncommon mamon cases? Fascinatingly enough, Adam ba Adam. Wow, who would have thought? Right, one person damaging another person, that's considered to be an uncommon case, and therefore, again, based in the bubble, won't get involved. Say, we'll stop over here for today. Tremendous. Tre- by the way, we're totally on schedule. I just want you to know. It was, this, this is the way it's supposed to be in a daf like this. We're fine, we're fine. Incredible, Gamal Bosai, such a schos,